first uh, 13 <laughs> years of my life, I had run my finances to the bone, and I was had been anticipating this moment for a, for a period of time. It's stone-cold truth. You know, when you're a small business owner, you're waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning thinking about inventory. Welcome to the Small Business Never Sleeps podcast. Every week, you'll not only hear from like-minded small business leaders, glean from their journeys, and gain practical advice from our network of trusted advisors, but you'll also hear from marketplace professionals with specific industry focus. Why walk alone when you are the backbone of the American economy? Join your hosts, John Slusser and Nathan Maud, and discover more ways to make your business more efficient and recoup your time. You can find more resources at www.indianasba.com. And now, welcome to the Small Business Never Sleeps podcast. Welcome back to Small Business Never Sleeps. My name is John Slusser, and this is Nathan Maud, and we're the co-founders of the Indiana Small Business Association and your host of Small Business Never Sleeps. Yes, thank you for tuning in. Today is episode number six, and we couldn't be more excited to be here. Small Business Never Sleeps is geared specifically for that small business owner, as well as those who represent the small business industry. And in today's episode, we have a very special guest, Jen Ramo, owner and professional EOS implementer of Amplify Consulting, an EOS company built to help a small business thrive through maximizing small business efficiency. Yeah, Jen, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, fellas. Sweet. Well, let's just dive right in then. Well, Jen, I've had the pleasure of knowing you for a pa- for the past few years, and I've only experienced great things. So to kick things off, let our audience know who you are. Well, I'm Jen Ramo. I'm a professional EOS implementer. I've been doing this for a couple of years now. Uh, made my escape from corporate America to become a small business owner, and I, I really couldn't be happier about it. That's great. Yeah, I'm excited to learn more about where you're from, um, your story, and kind of your background. Yeah, well, I currently live in a little town outside of Greenfield, Indiana. Maxwell, it's a population of a couple hundred. I live in a big farmhouse uh, on some acres with uh, my mom and two big dogs. Awesome. That's awesome. So, okay, let me share one thing about you that I've learned. You will paint guitars. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I'm an artist also. I uh, have a studio out in one of my barns and I'll take uh, functional items like a guitar, ukulele in in this case, um, uh, chairs, step stools, tables, and uh, cover them in art and give them away as gifts, typically. That's awesome. Okay, so well, you haven't always lived in Maxwell, so give us a little story of how you got to Maxwell. Yeah, it's a long and windy road, guys. <laughs> well, um, we're, we're, we're buckled in and ready to go. Yeah, so um, my dad was career Navy, so my family business was war. Um, I spent all of my time growing up uh, hearing about war, learning about how to fight wars, what it took to win wars, and that was our dinner table conversation. <laughs> Um, we did that through, um, gosh, we were in uh, uh, Virginia, Maryland, uh, San Diego, Hawaii for a, a good portion of the time, which was very awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly as awesome as you would think it was. I had a, a, a ocean view at my elementary school. Wow. And uh, then ended up in Northern California. And uh, that's where my dad retired. Uh, we thought we were going to go back to San Diego. I was looking forward to taking up surfing lessons again and, <laughs> and hanging out with all my friends down there. And we came to the Midwest on a family reunion and my family and my mom and dad were driving around one day and, and saw a house they liked in Bloomington and they bought it. So I was really disappointed. Yeah. I never lived <laughs> away from switch. the ocean in my life. Yeah. And so, um, but, but quickly I, I came to understand what Indiana was all about. And mm-hmm. it's about people who value their relationships with other people. You know, we don't have oceans. We don't have mountains. We don't have beautiful scenery unless you think corn is beautiful, which I do. <laughs> 
but we do have each other. And I think that that's why people live here is that we live a little closer to our relationships in Indiana. Yeah. And with all of the moving around, you know, Hawaii being one of the spots uh, that you love so much, or even California for that matter, it's always been military based living, right? Yeah, absolutely. I grew up, uh, I never saw a long haired man for the first uh, 13 <laughs> years of my life. Um, yeah. It was always about the military life for me. And quickly, though, realized that my personality is not a great fit for the military. I, I don't uh, follow orders very well. And so uh, I became I came to entrepreneurship early. So I started my first business when I was 13. It was a cake decorating business. And by the time I was 24, I had failed four businesses and realized that I wow. just didn't know enough, mm-hmm. just did not know enough. I didn't realize how hard it would be to be a small business owner. So I started in corporate America at that point and really went on a very specific journey to learn in each area of an organization, sales, marketing, operations, and finance, uh, how, to, how to make it work and end up uh, moving my way up to the sea level in marketing operations and uh, sales. And uh, my last corporate gig, I was the CEO of a marketing company, had taken a trip to Hawaii where my brother lives to uh, celebrate our birthdays. We're a day apart. And I was standing out there uh, on my last day looking at the horizon, and I literally felt this switch in my head click, and I knew that it was time. I was, I was ready. I, I knew what I needed to know, and I needed to get to it. So I came back home and tendered my resignation and started my own business. Wow. wow. That's just such an, an amazing story. I think, you know, the majority of, of employees or staff, our goal is to, to climb that ladder and to find ourselves in that C-level position. And you did it. Yeah. But then you decided, hey, this isn't for me. I need to do something else. So I can only imagine that that took a lot of thinking or maybe it did, I don't, I guess I don't know. You can tell us, was it just uh, snap your finger? I'm going to come back and do my thing. Or had you already been thinking about maybe what you would do, what kind of business you would start? No, no, I'm very risk tolerant. So I basically heard that click submitted my resignation and had no idea what I was going to do, what kind of business I was going to create. But I knew that I wanted to be my own boss at that point and forever forward. And so I began doing some consulting work. I've, you know, I've been in all those different areas. So I have some skills at streamlining processes, creating efficiencies in those areas. And uh, it just wasn't very fulfilling. There was no real relationship. It was more transactional. And during that time, uh, I had several people keep encouraging me to become an EOS implementer, including a a mutual friend, Ryan Mm -hmm. Michalowski. And uh, Ryan uh, just told me I was being dumb. And I agreed with him. So I started looking into it. And and it, it became um, very obvious to me that it was exactly what I was meant to be doing at the culmination of my career journey um, was to, to, te- to help other entrepreneurs succeed. I have a, such a respect for it. Obviously, I know how hard it is. And uh, I, I really want uh, to help use my abilities to help other entrepreneurs win. Yeah, I think that's incredible that you have that sort of passion. But for those that don't know, what is EOS? Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's the Entrepreneurial Operating System. It's made famous in a book called Traction uh, by Gino Wickman. And it's really a way to strengthen the six key components of your business uh, and achieve vision, traction, and healthy. That's what we call it. So vision from the standpoint that everybody in your organization is on the same page with where you're going, how you're going to get there. Traction from the standpoint that you can look around your business and see people executing towards that vision with discipline and accountability and healthy from the standpoint that we really uh, fail often in corporate America at open and honesty, being open and honest. And so uh, healthy leadership teams need to be open and honest in order to be able to trust each other, to be able to tell the hard truths and to have the hard conversations 
And so EOS is a system and a structure for achieving those things. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it made you get into EOS. Um, you mind just sharing with us more about Amplify and kind of how long you guys have been around? Yeah. So I left uh, my corporate job uh, in uh, uh, 2018 okay. and did consulting work for about a year before I decided to um, join the EOS organization. Uh, so I'm, I'm a franchisee of EOS. And uh, I started that in September of 2019. Everything was going perfectly. I was, uh, it was like chalk, <laughs> just adding client after client after client. And, uh, you know, I, I had really run my financial uh, reserves down to the bone. And so March was supposed to be this incredible payday for me. <laughs> and that did what not happen. <laughs> I don't know, something big happened in the world. And so every one of those clients went away. Every wow. one of them. Um, and I didn't work again for five months. And so that period of time was just, uh, you know, I was, I was pretty disappointed for a couple mm -hmm. of days um, at not having that payoff happen. And then I just realized that I had to be patient, that uh, generally speaking, things tend to work out and that I needed to be open and receptive to whatever opportunities were going to come my way. But in the meantime, I needed to be busy with my hands and with my mind to keep busy working. So I did a lot of uh, work on my farm, um, remodeled my kitchen, did a lot of home improvement projects, like much nice. like everybody else did. And then, um, in September, uh, things started coming back and now I'm up to, uh, uh 15 clients. Wow. That's an incredible story. So has being a business owner changed your perspective on business? And if so, how or why? Oh, absolutely. It's just so much harder than, than anybody, in, you know, who doesn't run a business mm -hmm. knows. And, and I think it's, it's hard both like tactically, but it's also hard psychologically because the buck stops with you and mm -hmm. you're the one who's expected to have all of the answers all the time, even if you don't. And even if you don't, you have to make a decision. Mm -hmm. And so that brings its own stress along with, you know, the livelihoods of the people that work for you, your own livelihood, all of those things can be very uh, difficult to, to bear at times. And so it's really important to, uh, to, to get into a community mm -hmm. where you can share that. Right. And I know you mentioned fulfillment um, compared to maybe the corporate world or being that business owner. Um, are you more fulfilled yeah, working for yourself now or? I've never had so, so much have. fun in my life. I really yeah. haven't. No, I've never had so much fun in my life. It's been amazing. It's a blast. You know, I think a lot of it has to do with having my own agency, mm -hmm. having my, like in certain terms of a sense of my ability to make decisions for myself. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean by agency. Um, and, uh, and being able to use my talents and, and my experience and uh, to, to just better the world and mm -hmm. to better people who are facing that psychological and tactical burden of running a business. It's just a, it's a very gratifying uh, work that I do. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty uh, direct, uh, very, very direct <laughs> yes, person. Yes, you are. And um, that's not always been a, a, a positive in corporate America. Mm -hmm. And so uh, now I can just let her rip. And, uh, and I get to be exactly who I am every single day. And it's a real blessing. That's incredible. And anytime I have a conversation with you, I can sense right off the get go that you're happy and yeah. you're fulfilled and you love what you do. But I have to imagine that things probably haven't always been easy. Are there any struggles that come to mind that you've had to overcome? Yeah, that moment when, um, when all those, those uh, sessions went away in March of last year was a real uh, blow because I had, like I said, I had run my finances to the bone. And I was, had been anticipating this moment for a, for a period of time and it just didn't happen. And I was, I was really, really devastated about it for a day. 
And then I recognized that the longer I stayed devastated and and uh, didn't turn to gratitude and thankfulness, that I was going to stay in that spot for mm-hmm. longer. And so I shook it off, you know, and, and, and it's really about mindset. It's about um, keeping your priorities um, where they should be, which in my in this case, my priority was to to keep my business alive. And so I turned my entire will and effort towards that end. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big uh, mindset guy and, and I know trying to possess that kind of mindset to keep things moving forward when you run into those struggles or difficulty is incredibly hard, right? And you can't just snap your finger and decide, hey, I'm going to be patient. Everything's going to be fine. It takes years and years of developing a mindset to be just tough. So in, in, in your world, what's mental toughness look like, you know, when you run into that struggle? How do you maintain the fulfillment and the happiness that you had going into that struggle? Yeah, that's a great question. I think a lot of it has to do with um, staying focused on your goals. And if you have a very clear vision about where you're going and, you know, in, in EOS's case, we plan out to 10 years. If you have a very clear vision of where you're going uh, and, and it's a vision that's exciting to you and, and is appealing to you, then uh, staying laser focused on that, keeping that as your North Pole is going to be always your best case scenario. Uh, getting distracted, getting, fra- uh, you know, sort of frantic. Um, activity isn't the same thing as productivity. <laughs> and so um, turning my attention to being productive, I think is the most important part of that. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, right here on Small Business Never Sleeps, we like to play a little game. Yeah, well, and, and here's the little game. You have to give us one success story that keeps you moving. And you have to give us, when you've already kind of talked about a struggle, but give us a different one. One, you know, obstacle or failure that's also kept you moving. We always, um, you know, are under the suggestion that, you know, when we find success, you know, we dip our toes into success. It, it, we want to continue that feeling. We want to continue feeling that way. But also there's some failures some, or some struggles or some obstacles that we run into where we also have to overcome to get back to that feeling of happiness. So give us one success story that really stands out and give us one obstacle or failure where you just found yourself continue to move through it? Well, I'll give you the obstacle first. So um, when I was uh, 32, so 18 years ago, I was diagnosed with a giant tumor on my liver. It was almost my entire liver. And uh, they went in surgically to remove it, which is amazing. The liver is a regenerator. I didn't know that before then, but I do now. <laughs> it grows back. And so um, when they did that, uh, they actually uh, caused me to have pancreatitis. Wow. And so for um, 45 days, I was in the hospital um, at my levels, eight out of 10 die. And it was, um, it was a really difficult time from, for everybody who loves me. It was a difficult time for me. I was very in a lot of pain and suffering. And, and I just had this, um, this weird moment um, when I wanted to give mm-hmm. up where uh, I don't know if it was, uh, you know, a divine intervention or if it was the universe or what it was, but uh, it was two o'clock in the morning. I was in desperate shape and it just sort of came over me and I felt loved in that moment. I felt loved. And that gave me sort of the strength the next day to to get a doctor's attention uh, enough for him to actually diagnose what was really going on with me. And so that guy saved my life that day. And um, but it wasn't over yet. It was six months of of not eating or drinking anything. I got fed through a tube in my arm for six months. Wow. And when you can't eat or drink water mm-hmm. or put gum in your mouth or anything like that for six months, things get really yeah. real. Um, and what I realized was that, and, and during that whole process, what I realized was that my relationships were um, way more important than 
than title, than money, than uh, status, all of those things, it just became crystal clear to me that I needed to pour into my relationships and that they would pour back into me as they did while they were trying to save my life, right? Mm -hmm. And so that lesson in and of itself has has changed me in profound ways. I am not um, the same person I was back then. I was not a nice, as nice of a person as I am. I wasn't as happy. <laughs> the person that you see today, mm -hmm. um, I wasn't that person. And that experience really changed me. And I really think that the way that we grow as humans, we're kind of, we're kind of slow. We grow through pain and that painful moment really um, reset the whole arc of my life. Well, I can just absolutely guarantee that lends to your mental toughness yeah. and any obstacle that you're going to run into in business. I mean, that's an incredible story and kudos to you for overcoming and, and yeah, staying absolutely. strong through that time. I had a community, I had a, a huge community that really helped me and, um, and, you know, I, I, I just believed that it would work out and it did. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if that's your obstacle story or your success story. It sounds <laughs> maybe, like a success story maybe to me. It's, maybe it's a little bit of both, I guess. Um, <laughs> Two for one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, give us a, a, a success story um, in, in business. Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm in the middle of one right now, actually. And my business is, um, is really uh, is, is scaling primarily because I'm running on EOS uh, and have been... Uh, since my brother became my business partner in, in February. And that uh, structure and the system uh, of creating process and the discipline and accountability that the system brings has made all the difference in the world. And we are, we are, uh, we're scaling, we're already uh, four times what we had last year, which admittedly was a weird, weird mm -hmm. year, but you know, we're only into June. So I think that, uh, I, you know, I, I really believe that EOS has, is propelling me into the place that I need to be. It's a proven system. It works. It's awesome. It's awesome. And I know you mentioned, you know, you got to stay locked in and focused on your goals and your visions. Um, so how would you define that or how would you define commitment? Well, commitment is, is also accountability, right? And, and that's one of the beautiful things about EOS. Not a strength of mine, a personal strength mm -hmm. is not personal accountability. So having a system that forces accountability is critical. And so in EOS, we have um, a tool that we keep our, uh, our vision and our, our sort of near-term and, and long-term plan, plans on. It's called the Vision Traction Organizer. But then we also uh, run our meetings in a specific way that creates absolute transparency. So if I don't get the things done that I promised to do, everybody's going to know about it. There's no hiding. Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't want to disappoint people. I don't want to let people down. So that creates accountability for me where it didn't exist in myself. So the structure actually creates that. And, and accountability, I think, is, is all about commitment. Mm -hmm. It's about commitment to a unified goal. It's a commitment to each other. Uh, commitment to yourself, really. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, Jen, not only are you the owner of Amplify, but you're also a partner here on ISBA that yeah. agrees small business never sleeps. Um, so what does that phrase mean to you um, and how does it relate? I mean, it's the absolute truth. It's stone cold truth. You know, when you're a small business owner, you're waking up at two o'clock in the morning thinking about inventory or employee issues or, you know, financing, all of those things just that never stops. It's a 24 hour job. And uh, I think that for small business owners, what is critically important is creating a community around you of trusted advisors. So we have uh, at Amplify, we have, uh, a, you know, a trusted financial advisor, we have mm -hmm. a trusted legal advisor, we have a trusted IT provider. Um, and so getting that team to help extend um, what is usually a small uh, 
operation in terms of people, mm-hmm. um, extend your reach by using outside resources, but they must be people that you trust Absolutely. and that are totally aligned with your vision. So you've been to the big corporate world, own your own small businesses, um, currently help small businesses. What is it about small business that you're passionate about? It's the hustle. Yeah. I mean, I just absolutely love the hustle. Yep. It never stops, you know, and, and there's so much purpose that goes along with that hustle. It's not activity for the sake of activity. It is purposeful mm-hmm. hustle. And I really, I really love that. And that's so inspirational to me. And that's one of the reasons that Nathan and I can relate on it would, why we love small business as well is because they never stop the hustle. They always get after it. And where the phrase small business never sleeps comes from, comes from, and you kind of already mentioned it is it's a salute to that small business owner who grinds 24, seven, yeah. 365. They never get a break. You mentioned, you know, you're responsible for others' livelihood. Yep. You know, you're responsible for the success of your business and for all those aspirations and the goals that you have in mind and the future vision. There's just not a chance to take a, take a nap. You just can't. No. Small business never sleeps. You keep it, keep it grinding. And, and the hustle is, is definitely contagious for sure. So Jen, you're, you're a partner of Vesba. Um, you partner with us out of all the networking and associations and things out there. Um, what kind of led you to Isba or why? Well, it's kind of along the lines of what I just said about, um, a team of trusted advisors. I think that that's what Isba provides to small business owners is a team of, of people who work often together. So they work well together. Um, the people that trust one another. So, uh, there's not a lot of conflict mm-hmm. and they provide, we provide services that the small business owner needs. And so I just found that it is, is very much aligned with my personal philosophy on how business should be done. Yeah, awesome. that's great. Well, as we come to a close here, give, give our small business owners or our aspiring entrepreneurs, just one piece of advice that they can hang on to as they continue the, the hustle and the grind. Gosh, uh, there's so many lessons I've learned. Oh my gosh. Fair enough. If you have more than one, I'm sure that they would, they would love to hear. I've made a lot of mistakes guys. Um, I I think the biggest thing that I would say is, is to keep learning, um, reading, listening to podcasts, consuming information that, that opens your point of view and changes the way that you look at the world. Uh, I read a lot. I am fortunate to be I guess, a speed reader. I read a book a day and have since I was around three or four years old. And so, um, being a great reader has been the single greatest advantage in my life in terms of my ability to process information, absorb information and to stay open to, uh, you know, emerging trends, changing technology and changing ways of doing business because business today is not the same way it was 20 years ago. And I assume in 20 years, it'll be different again. So, uh, keep, keep reading, keep learning. Are there any books that stand out that you would recommend? Oh gosh. Uh, yeah, tons. Um, probably traction. Traction would be (laughs) probably the first one I would recommend. Um, creativity Inc is a, is a great one. Also. Um, I, if you want a a more fun, entertaining read, uh, Matthew McConaughey's green lights is a great book. Um, yeah, I'm also right now, nobody wants to read this, but me probably I'm reading the rise and falls third Reich, which is not interesting. I wouldn't recommend it. It's very dry. Uh, but those are some of my, um, my recent favorites. What about some podcasts? Um, well, of course this one, um, <laughs> I, I love, uh, Malcolm Gladwell's revisionist history. That's a great one. Uh, I just read his book, the bomber mafia. Um, that's a great one. I'm also, uh, admittedly a, a, a crime junkie. So I listen to a lot of murder <laughs> podcasts. Um, probably people don't want to listen to those, but armchair experts, a good one. Um, uh, yeah, I think those are probably a couple of, there's a lead now, uh, uh, 
podcast by EOS that's also very good. Sweet. Hey, you know, a lot of times we're looked at as professionals or experts in our industry, but I know and Nathan knows you're a really, really, really fun person. So what's the one or two things people need to know about you um, that drives that fun, fun bone you have? Yeah, I would say um, if I'm an adventurer, um, so most of my hobbies are pretty risk involved. So I throw axes, I shoot targets. Uh, I'm a vegetarian, so I don't shoot animals. <laughs> um, I scuba dive, I skydive. Uh, I like to drive my side by side really fast. So I am a bit of a thrasher. I like to get out there and, and I love being out in the country. So, uh, I'm much happier when the sky is open and uh, I have friends around the campfire. So is it safe to say you're a thrill seeker? I am a thrill seeker. Yeah, absolutely. One day I'll tell you a quick story. One single day I jumped out of an airplane, drove a monster rally truck through a desert course and then blew up a taxi with a Barrett 50 caliber gun. <laughs> that day, I want to be on that I know. That day was probably uh, the most adrenaline-filled day I've ever had in my life, and I was actually a little sick from it. That might have been too much. I wow. maybe should have cut one of those activities <laughs> out, but that was a big day. That's incredible. Jen, thank you for joining us today on our Small Business Never Sleeps podcast. I enjoy getting to know you better and gathering a clear understanding of you, your story, and how it can help a small business owner thrive. Yeah, really appreciate all the great detail you provided us today and how we can better position you as a resource for that small business owner here in the great state of Indiana. Um, so thank you again for joining us. And any last words? Oh, it's been a ball. My, my pleasure, you guys. Thank you. Absolutely. And and where can our viewers find you? Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn uh, under Jennifer Ramo. And also uh, my website is amplifytoday.net. Awesome. And, and you'll also be able to reach her the Indiana Small Business Association website, um, all her information and emails there as well. So great. Thank you, Jen. Um, this is the Small Business Never Sleeps podcast. You can find us on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, and all your other favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, iTunes, Google, and Stitcher. And next time, Nathan and I will spend some time walking through the journey of a small business owner's path towards success. But guys, don't forget to keep on grinding because small business never sleeps. You've been listening to the Small Business Never Sleeps podcast. If you are a small business owner who's interested in unlocking the potential of your business and would benefit from a network of other small business owners, then head on over to www.indianasba.com and learn how the Indiana Small Business Association can help you today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Small Business Never Sleeps podcast. While you're there, take a few moments to leave a review. And don't forget to keep grinding because small business never sleeps. Bye.